Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Excellent. It feels like a Monday morning. It does. It's a Sunday it's night, a Sunday but sometimes night. Sunday nights are almost worse than Monday mornings. Because you realize how you didn't do all the things you wanted to do over the weekend, and you have to get ready for Monday. Right. Yeah, it's stressful. Anyway, Very much but here so. we are. You got some news? We do have some news today. Uh, some historical. Yay. Which is what our leadoff story is. So, uh, 65 years ago today, on October 27th, 1954, the ABC Network premiered the Disneyland TV show, uh, which was about a year before Disneyland opened. Uh, and it was Walt being the visionary that he was, introducing a show that would showcase his uh, new theme park. And ABC backed him financially uh, with money for the park. So it's, you know, eventually they ended up buying ABC, but they've had a relationship for many, many years. Um, he was the first person to utilize television for a business like this and bring a theme park to a nationwide audience. In 1954, there were 54.6 million televisions in use. And 28.4 of those sets were tuned in to the first Disneyland episode. So that's over 50% of every television in the country was watching. Well, it's important to note, though, that what were what, were there well, maybe three other things showing at the time? Like how many Pretty channels much. did they I mean, have? There were, there were local channels, but there were still the three big network channels. <laughs> uh, each episode promoted the hopes and dreams of Walt Disney. The first episode was titled The Disneyland Story. And viewers were given a bird's eye view tour of the inner workings of the Walt Disney Studios in Burbank, California, which is where we took our tour in April. Yeah. Um, then Walt told the audience about the location of Disneyland in Anaheim and told them uh, what would be found in the groundbreaking theme park. He also shared that the world, the park would be a world of imagination and innovation to all who visit. It would be a place of hopes and dreams, facts and fancy all in one. And during that first season, every week Walt would give a progress report of the park and uh, each one of its four lands, which at the time were Fantasyland, Adventureland, Tomorrowland, and Frontierland. I think they had gotten away from this type of thing for a very long time, but they do a lot of this now. You know, we saw a lot with uh, Galaxy's Edge before it opened, you know, sneak peeks, and, you know, still now we're seeing sneak peeks of Rise of the Resistance. Right. Um, so they're definitely using their news outlets as, you know, commercials, and but making it fun and things that people want to see. Oh, well, I mean, even the Christmas Parade, which is 25, 30 years old, is nothing but a two-hour-long commercial with little parts of Santa put in there. Yep, that everybody can't wait to watch. Yep. Um, let's see, in Disney Plus news... Uh, Ewan McGregor has provided an update on the Obi-Wan series. Um, in an interview with Men's Journal, Ewan McGregor provided an update um, and confirmed that the show will consist of six episodes that are each going to be about an hour long. The series will take place after Star Wars Episode Three. Um, he said the Jedi Order was falling apart. It will be interesting to take a character we know in a way and show him. Well, his arc will be quite interesting. I think dealing with that, the fact that all Jedi were slaughtered with the end of episode three, it's quite something to get over. I'm not loving the way he said that, but 
Well, that was a quote. Yeah, it's not a very clear quote, but no. um, the release date for the Obi-Wan series has not been announced, but the filming is going to begin in 2020. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, you know, the end of Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, takes place about 19 years before Episode 4, which is now Episode 4, Star Wars, A New Hope, and uh, ends with him delivering the babies, Luke and Leia, to their respective adoptive parents. Right. Um he has also said that he's known about this, that he would be portraying Obi-Wan again. He's known for about the past four years. Oh, when really? they started making the new, uh, when they started making episodes seven, eight, and nine, he knew that they were lining up an Obi-Wan series. Okay. Uh, there was rumor that it was going to be a film, but then Solo did poorly, so they decided to not do standalone films. So now we get about six hours of Obi-Wan as opposed to two and a half or three. Oh, that's fun. And in other Disney Plus news... Uh, the original Lizzie McGuire cast will be joining Hilary Duff in the new series coming to Disney Plus, which, if you're not uh, aware, Disney Plus is Disney's new streaming service, which will debut November 12th, which is coming up rapidly. So, um, Hallie Todd, Robert Carradine, and Jake Thomas are set to reprise their roles as Joe, Sam, and Matt McGuire, joining Hilary Duff as Lizzie in the Disney Plus series Lizzie McGuire. Uh, they've started shooting, and this past week the cast got together for the first time in 15 years. Uh, the new story picks up Lizzie uh, being just about 30. She's got it all. She has her dream job as an assistant to a fancy New York City decorator, her dream guy in a picturesque Brooklyn apartment, but things aren't all what they seem. With a little help from her friends, her loving family, and her 13-year-old alter ego in animated form, Lizzie navigates the ups and downs of adulthood. I, I think it's awesome that the Lizzie, the animated Lizzie, is still going to be the same 13-year-old Lizzie from when Lizzie was 13 years old. Right. Well, I think that's kind of cool because I think even when you're 30, you still feel like you're 13. Right. So uh, it might work pretty well, actually. And what about when you're 50? What are you, what are you supposed to feel like? I don't know. I still think you feel like you're 13. I pretty much do. <laughs> um, big news this weekend. The fuel rod swapping is no longer going to be free of charge at Disney World and Disneyland beginning on November 1st. Say what? Yeah, so we had talked about this possibly um, happening because they had changed the signage on the machines, the swapping machines, uh, to take off where it said free swapping. And now they have added on that it is $3 for that swap. Um, so I know some people are very upset about it. Uh, I, According to some people, um, Kathy Whirling, who she used to do what, all years? No, Kathy's the Disboards. Is she? Yeah. Oh, anyway, on her website, or on her um, uh, Facebook post, she had said that the fuel rod site said that the first dollar is charged by the fuel rod company for swapping and then anything above that is charged by the resort itself so if that's true disney's making two dollars a piece off of it right i think at universal it's five dollars a swap i thought they were three were they three yeah um and I think that's kind of what Disney does is they, I think they look at a lot of what Universal does and is able to get away with and then is like, oh, all right, yeah, we're going to do that too. You know, I think like the parking, I feel right. like that was a, you know, because that was sort of the counter um, attack when people were like, I can't believe they're going to charge us for parking at the resorts. And it was, well, Universal charges for parking right. at the resorts. Which wasn't much of a defense. No. <laughs> Everybody's else, everybody else is doing yeah. it, so let's do it too. Yeah. Um, there is, there are some sort of discounts if you follow Fuel Rod, so on their website, it looks like right now they have um, like $2 off of a swap or a new Fuel Rod. Uh, that's until like November 
Oh, it's until November 1st when this doesn't even cost you anything to start with. Um, but I think discounts come out from time to time on their site um, or if you follow them on um, like Twitter. So if you're going to be partaking in the fuel rod swapping when you're at Disney World, you might want to follow them and see if there's any discounts you can get. Right. And fuel rods aren't restricted to Disney and Universal. They're in airports. They're in major metropolitan cities. You just need to find them. They do have an app that will show you where fuel rod locations are. If you're listening to this in the middle of a cornfield in Iowa, mm-hmm. chances are there's not a fuel rod location near you. But if you're in New York City, um, you might you might have one local. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not as incensed as some people are about this. Um, we have one. We charge it with us before we go. We charge it every night. But if you happen to forget to charge it or you've used up all your charges, I like the option that there's one there to change out for $3. I think we almost never took advantage of swapping it. Oh, uh, Be- I've swapped it two or three times. I swapped it a couple times in Disneyland. Mm. Okay. I mean, usually we, we've we charged it overnight already, so it's fully charged. It has a few charges in it, so we don't usually run into the need to, to swap it out. But and a lot I, of people complain and say their fuel rods don't fully charge their phones. We've had good luck with our fuel rods. Yeah, we haven't had any trouble. But again, we don't like I said, we don't really do the swapping part of it a lot now that we actually own it. But, I mean, I'd pay the $3 if I was in a pinch, so. Uh, oh, wow, that's, that's big coming from you. I know, right? I'm cheap, but not like that, I guess. All right. And if you are going, let's see, today is the 27th. Uh, if you're going to be in the Walt Disney World uh, Resort within the next three days, uh, you'll be able to get McDonald's on property. Uh, but the Lone McDonald's uh, on property is closing for refurbishment October 30th. It's going to open at some point in 2020, uh, but no one knows how long this refurbishment will actually be. Um, This McDonald's is located uh, very close to the All-Star Resorts and is kind of a larger-than-life McDonald's. It's a a pretty cool building. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess it'll be nice to have it refurbed, but that is a... uh a popular spot it is uh we don't have we there's we have some more merchandise news maybe for the end but this is big merchandise news for me uh turvis has introduced new disney villain tumblers right now these tumblers can only be purchased directly from the turvis website but we're thinking they're probably going to appear um in disney world or on um disney.com shop disney.com yeah um they look a little less traditional Turvis than I'm used to because the lids are sort of they're what they're silver I'm used to the plastic colored lids mm-hmm. um, they're colorful they're not what I expected who do we have I don't know who do Looks we have like, uh, I see Ursula Hades Maleficent Ursula and the Evil Queen yeah um alright they're nice they're ornate they just don't look like Turvis I mean I believe they are I don't think they're they're like lying to me they're on their website but they just they they don't look like that traditional turvis cup you know where there's like usually part of it's like see-through a little bit right. and they have the molded plastic colored cup uh lid it's they're different oh, so this anyway ain't, this ain't your out. mama's turvis i baby. guess there are some new bus wraps at walt disney world they have now i put wraps on there by mistake oh okay well they have now um released a bus wrap that features Toy Story. Um, on there is Buzz, Slinky, Bullseye, Woody, and Jesse, all trailing behind against a fluffy white, uh, oh, against a backdrop of fluffy white Pixar clouds. And then Luxo the Ball 
um, is in there sort of hiding on the back part of the bus. Excellent. It's yep. a pretty cool bus. Uh, the wraps, I like the wraps. They're yeah, no, cool. they've been doing a great job with them, yeah. Yep. Uh, in resort news, uh, the room refurbishments have begun on guest rooms at the All-Star Music Resort. Uh, the work is starting in Building 10 of the Calypso, Calypso Session, uh, which is preferred rooms. So uh, preferred rooms are going to be hard to come by for a couple months in that property. Uh, the rooms are being completely gutted, uh, as they have been in All-Star Movies. Movies, movies which is just completed. finished, yeah. And sports has been underway for about a year now, I believe. Really? I yeah. don't think so. Yeah, that's, that's what I read. Okay. It's not what I read. Uh, well, then we've read differing things. We have. Rooms are expected to look just like the ones at All-Star Movies, with clean white walls, updated coffee stations, Mickey headboard, Yui Dewey Louie art in the rooms, and pull-down Murphy beds. Yeah, they're nice. I've seen the finished ones at movies. Um, I'm going to be spending the night in one in a couple of months. Um, they're nice. We haven't even been able to stay yet in the newly renovated pop one, no. so um, yeah, something to look forward to. But it'll be nice when they're all finished. They, Especially the All-Stars really needed an update, so that's right. good. And in movie news, Maleficent, uh, Mistress of Evil, took second place this week, dropped down a notch, uh, and took in uh, 30, 30 million or so in the U.S. It finished behind the Joker. Uh, it has made about 65 million domestic so far, uh, but it did pull in another 64.3 million from 56 other countries. Uh, overall, it's hovering just around 300 million. Uh, so while it took 185 million to produce, and you would think 300 million is uh, a profit, uh, this is well below expectations because Maleficent, the first Maleficent movie, took in about seven hundred and eighty million. Uh, so they were expecting it to be just as popular. Hmm. I, I think it'll be popular at some point. Uh, maybe it'll take it going to video. It was so good. It was a good movie, but uh, box office when it goes to video, those, those numbers don't count for box office. Oh, that's a shame. It is. Mm. And in some park refurbishment news, I hear there's been a little bit of change over in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, it looks like some new paint on the archway um, in Hollywood Studios. They're going to be putting up a new uh, park logo sign, so they're they're adding some paint in preparation for that. And that would be the animation courtyard, which it used to be a tan and beige color scheme, and it's now gone to like light blue and cream. All right. Which it's a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's going to be kind of a big change because that is sort of a landmark in the parks. Right. And uh, before Cheryl goes into a merchandise uh, tirade, um, there is a little bit of news out of Universal. Uh, during their earnings call the other day, they did announce that the Epic Universe Park will open in 2023. Um, they stated that six years ago they made about a billion dollars in the theme park business, and now we're at about two and a half billion so the theme parks have been historically one of the fastest growing parts of our portfolio with a lot to look forward to. In 2020, Universal will be opening Super Nintendo World in Japan, and then they will be opening up Universal Beijing in 2021, with Universal's Epic Universe opening in 2023. Um, we do now know the location, the size, and the year. Um, it's a new 750-acre site south of the main campus and will feature a theme park, entertainment center, hotels, shops, restaurants, um, and more. 
the intellectual properties uh, expected to be represented at this resort will include Nintendo uh, in the form of Super Nintendo World, uh, Universal Classic Monsters, who are the Wolfman, Frankenstein, the Mummy, and Dracula, uh, DreamWorks Animation's How to Train Your Dragon, and another expansion of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Well, I mean, that's their bread and butter, so it why is. not? It is. Darn muggles. <laughs> All right, so in merchandise news, um, we talked the other day about Minnie and Mickey's houses from Toontown over in Disneyland um, becoming ornaments. They have now added to that collection the fire department from uh, Toontown. So that's cute. Uh, Let's see, more merchandise news. Uh, The Frozen 2 Funko Pop Finals have been uh, released and are in Disney World, so you can find those uh, around the parks if you like those uh, Funko Pop things. Whatever happened, I wonder, to the gondola ones. I never saw those. You know, know the Mickey and the gondola? I gotta, like, look and see if those are out somewhere. Um, And then there's a load of new Christmas merchandise, of course. Um... This is what? Why don't you talk about that one? I don't even know what that is. What Germ- There's In Germany, there's some new stuff? So the German pavilion has released a whole bunch of Frohlich Weihnachten uh, items, which I guess that's German for Merry Christmas. My pronunciation is horrible. Um, they have uh, some ornaments with the German saying on it, the Porcelain Mickey Decorative Spoon. I know Adam's a big collector of spoons, so somebody might want to get him that oh, for Christmas. Oh, he is. That's right. That's right. We did pick up a spoon for him in uh, a Mary Poppins Mary spoon. Poppins spoon. Uh, there is a, a mug for $16.99. Uh, for, maybe you can drink hot chocolate out of it. Uh, the artwork's very nice. Uh, my favorite thing is a wooden ornament featuring Minnie and Mickey with the Frohlich Weihnachten uh, phrase on it. Of course, they've got a sweatshirt for $44. It's a gray and red raglan crew neck. And then we've got, of course, the decorative plate, which uh, your poppy would have loved uh, as the big plate collector uh, porcelain plate. And there's a small decorative tea set for $39.99. So if you... Uh, are German or enjoy German mm-hmm. Christmas items, uh, head on over to the German Pavilion in Epcot and uh, go crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the other parts of the park, they have um, It's a Small World Musical Nutcrackers, which are ninety nine ninety nine. Are they nutcrackers that play music? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just the Because that's kind of a misleading... They're musical nutcrackers in the sense that they look like... They're nutcrackers that look like drummers. But when I see something say musical nutcrackers on it, I expect I a nutcracker that plays music. I think it does... I'm going to say it does play music. They're on a bass. It's like the three nutcrackers. They're not actually... I don't even know why they're called nutcrackers because they don't look like they open... Do they even open and close like a nutcracker? I don't know. It almost looks like a music box. So, hmm. whatever. Actually looking like a real Nutcracker, though, are the Chippendale Nutcrackers, which are $54.99 each and are rather adorable. Um, anything else for Christmas? Oh, there's got this more of this flannel tree farm stuff. They've got a, um, a flannel shirt for $59.99. Well, they're really ramming the Mickey's uh, Main Street tree shop down right? our, a tree farm down our throat this year. Exactly. And then they've got a kid's Chippendale hoodie for $29.99. That's cute. It's uh, it's gray, 
and it has Chippendale on the front. Looks like maybe they're... snowman. Yeah. Or maybe... No, I think they're piling up snowballs. It says Naughty uh, List on the bottom. Probably even throw them at Donald. <laughs> um, and then they have a... In Disneyland, they have a hoodie that says, We Bring the Mary. Now, that's an adult sweatshirt. You should get that for your mom. <laughs> uh, an adult Chippendale t-shirt, $24.99 on the Naughty List. So it looks like they're usi- using the Chippendale stuff for um, naughty. You know, naughty List things as the theme there. A Tis the Season t-shirt for adults, $24.99. That I like. It's in, um, I don't know, almost like a mint green maybe. Uh, Tis the Season to be Jolly. That one is a Disneyland one right now. I don't know if they're actually going to have that for Disney World also. But, yes, lots of new Christmas merchandise. And, you know, I was a little upset a couple of weeks ago when they brought out the Christmas merchandise and Halloween hadn't even happened yet. hmm Well, just in case uh, that didn't, you know, get my ire, get my dander up a little bit, um, it's still not even Halloween, and they've started releasing New Year's items. <laughs> so your 2020 calendars are available, 2020 ornaments, if you'd like to put some on the tree, 2020 ear ornaments... Uh, 2020 logoed uh, t-shirts, uh, picture frames, uh, glass That's so funny. Who's going to buy a 2020 thing when you're there in 2019? 2019. I, I don't understand. Maybe you're going to buy it in preparation for the following year. But that 2020 merchandise has started hitting the, uh, the streets or hitting Main Street. Um, it's yeah. very odd. Yeah. I, the only time I ever buy this stuff with a year on it is when we go to the Disney outlet and... And I went, you know, if I had gone that previous year, you know, a lot of times we'll go in like January for a trip and they'll have things from the previous year. We will have been the previous year, but I didn't, of course I didn't buy any. Right. I don't buy merchandise at full price anyway. Um, We all know that. (laughs) So then I'll pick it up then. But I can't imagine buying something for a year I wasn't actually there. Right. And then there's two more, two sets of um, ears, actually three sets of ears. Um, They have Toy Story light up Mickey ears. Um, which are actually only $20. And they have, it's like the clear plastic, that it's made of like a clear plastic each ear, and it has um, like ornaments drawn on it. One is one of the three-eyed alien, and then the other two, one has a picture of, a, more like a sketch of um, Buzz and one of Woody. And uh, those light up, so that's cute. And then they also have a... I think it might only be in the Germany Pavilion, but they have that little German hat. We like, talked about that already with oh, the pretzel did? on it. Yeah, oh, that was, shows you ago. know what? I didn't see the picture of it. Right. Anyway, so that was really cute. And then they also have that same like small hat type of thing. They have a Minnie Mouse. It's um, the traditional Minnie Mouse because originally she wore the little uh, like uh, almost like plant pot hat with the little flowers sticking out of it. Yeah. Um, and in other non-holiday merchandise news, there is a new... Uh, retro color block Mickey and Minnie spirit jerseys. Uh, once again, hearkening back to the 90s fashions, uh, 80s and 90s fashions, $54. Uh, Mickey is uh, gray, uh, blue, red, and what color would you call that? It's like a neon yellow. Like a neon yellow. And where do you see gray? That's gray at the bottom. That's white. Heather, that's gray. It's white. Um, and then Minnie's shirt is orange, blue, uh, kind of a pinkish uh, lobster color. <laughs> You're the worst and at this. I am a man. I don't understand fashion <laughs> Yeah, or they've colors. got some retro jerseys. No one cares. Um, you know what they also have is there's some no new... No one cares limited... about other merchandise, honey. 
well, new limited release Mickey and Minnie Christmas Magic Bands. Oh. People love new Magic Bands. If those anyone are... cares about those, please, please raise your hands. <sighs> Nobody cares about any of this stuff. No. All right, then. Why don't you uh, bring us on home here? All right. So if you want to chat a little bit more about this, you can do so on Facebook with us. We are the Disney Drive Time Podcast. If you want to leave us a review, you can do that under the Two Dudes Talking Disney page um, on, what am I trying to say? iTunes. Thank you. On iTunes. <laughs> you can review us there. It's getting late. All right. So until next time, I'm Cheryl. And I'm Tony. <laughs> and and what? I can't anymore. He's going to have to take it home. I'm going to bed. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs>